Hello, and welcome to the podcast, where you can find weekly episodes to talk about health, wellness, and balancing life during the pandemic. Today, we're talking about the topic of grief and loss. I am Destiny Buford Ayala, and I am a fourth-year nursing major. And I am Gabby Perez, and I'm a senior psychology student. We are both volunteers in the Peer Ambassadors of Wellness program, and we're going to be your hosts this week. I'm really excited to welcome our guest to the podcast, Anna Ruelas Gomez. Thank you so much for being here, Anna. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do at Fresno State? Absolutely. Hi, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Anna Ruelas Gomez. I am one of the clinical case managers at our health center. Um, so we work there helping students uh, meet their basic needs, provide a lot of uh, support, coordination, um, both on campus and off campus. So, you know, anytime you want to reach us, you can, you know, check in with the health center, ask to be scheduled with a case manager, and I'll be one of the providers that you'll um, get to interact with and meet. When we think about grief and loss, usually the first thing that comes to mind is the death of a loved one. But really, it's so much more than that. Can you talk a little bit about how broad the topic of grief and loss really is? Like you were mentioning, many times we do attribute it to having a significant other, a loved one, a family member, a friend you know, pass away. But many times in the context of, of relationships, we can experience loss. Um, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a relationship with another person. So maybe um, a change in the direction of our relationship as well, a friendship that over time changes. Um, it could also be in connection to other things that are important and valuable to us. Um, it could be property, it can be, you know, some of those items that give us meaning and purpose. And and they change, whether it's suddenly, whether it's progressively. Some of those situations can put us in a condition where we do experience grief related to that change, related to that loss. So it's so vast. Many of our students here, you know, are experiencing very unique circumstances. Each one, you know, may have a connection to loss, but it's going to look so different. So today I look forward to telling you a little bit more exactly, um, you know, what are some of the things that I've seen and you know, how to support students who are experiencing losses and grief. As you were talking, I couldn't help but reflect on some of the losses myself and other students have experienced during the pandemic. How might we be grieving without even realizing it? Those who have either had a significant other pass away during the time of COVID prior to COVID, um, those who have had to, you know, experience most of our students who have shifted from in-person classes to virtual instruction, who no longer have those in-person connections to their friends, to their classmates, to their teachers and instructors. Many times staying indoors, you know, due to COVID restrictions, a lot of the, you know, health direction has been for us to stay, minimize, right, um, outdoor uh, activities if we cannot uh, socially distance, if we cannot, you know, wear a mask. Um, So many times that's going to limit 10 of those spaces that we have where we can continue to follow a routine, right? So we have limited indoor dining. We have limited um, interactive activities through some of these uh, amusement parks or you know, some of those places and venues um, where a lot of our students maybe uh, had some of the best times you know, during their college experiences, whether indoors at a home, during a get together or whatever that looked like. So. So some of the ways that we might see it, see it, we might see some students um, kind of sleeping more, not having a lot of energy, feeling unmotivated. Many others who might be questioning, 
how does this apply to their lives? What um, does their future hold? Is it, you know, are things gonna change for the better? Um, some of our students may not even be interacting, whether it's virtually through, through a FaceTime or through social media. Um, so that's gonna decrease the amount of communication that they're having with peers, um, even with family members. So our immediate family, you know, for those students that live with their, with their, you know, parents, with their families, with their, you know, spouses, with their, um, with their children, their routine may completely change now. You know, those students specifically who, who have little ones who are in grade school and they themselves are now having to do virtual instruction, you know, no longer having this structure of going to, to school and staying there for, you know, six, seven hours a day. Now they're in the home while the student is trying to get their, you know, own work done as, you know, so managing different responsibilities, staying busy, staying active, you know, that could also be one of the ways that students are experiencing um, coping with the grief. That's really interesting. I never thought about applying grief to so many different aspects of our life. What is grief look like and what are some common reactions? Great question. So grief is going to look very unique, um, you know, to each one. It really is there. I I can't say that um, there's a specific way that it's going to manifest in each person. Each person is going to experience it very differently depending on um, the kind of uh, relationship that they had to that loss. For some, you know, it could be experiencing numbness and shock and denial initially, right? Not really understanding what's going on, questioning could lead to, um, you know, a lot of anger or frustration over what's happened. For some, you know, experiencing that level of, of um, kind of agitation or, or um, state of mind, it could really cloud sometimes some of our other areas of functioning that require us to learn that we need in order to process and and um, so specifically for our students, I mean, we can see how it makes it very, very difficult to kind of try to stay focused while you're in class or, you know, on Zoom and try to participate and keep, you know, keep up with all these other activities and um, assignments that you need to get completed while at the same time experiencing some of these physical symptoms, very physical symptoms. It's not just kind of our, our thinking, our, uh, our values that are impacted. It's also there are physiological changes that occur. Some of that kind of cloudiness where we may feel like it's foggy. We don't, we don't really, um, cannot really maybe speak with, with clarity or completely, you know, our focus all of the time. We may um, lose some concentration or we might not feel like we are, as we are usually, right? As attentive, as attentive to detail or as, you know, mindful. And so it does take, First of all, being aware and then um, finding tools that might help uh, with increasing some of that um, ability to kind of stay engaged and focused on our day to day. So could you talk about what are some of the common myths or misconceptions around grief and loss, like especially in, in the stages of grief and like how people are dealing with? It? You know, the stages of grief, again, um, I think one of the biggest things is just to be aware that they don't happen in sequence, right? And sometimes for um, some, it's going to look very different than for the, the others. Some may not really get to experience certain symptoms that others might. So one of the misconceptions is that um, we're all going to reach 
maybe a level at, at, of acceptance by a certain time. You know, there really is no timeline. Each, each uh, journey is going to be very unique and different. So, you know, for somebody, they may start off feeling very numb, um, just not really know, not only not under, understand what happened, not, not uh, being able to apply maybe what, what occurred and how it impacts their life today, not being able to process and work through that. You know, initially, they may transition to um, feelings of, of sadness and, you know, an intense depression because they've realized that they have lost something very significant to them that they will never be able to have again in a physical form. It takes finding meaning. What has changed and how, how do I make sense of this in a way where I can still continue to feel connected to this, which was so important and significant to me? You know, another misconception I would also say is that besides kind of the timeline to it is that we're all going to um, experience maybe a sense of, of sadness or have a, some form of complex reaction to the grief. You know, again, it's very unique to the relationship, to where the person is, sometimes to their core beliefs, right? So while some may um, look at a situation and it might be one of the biggest hardships for others, um, maybe they have had the uh, experience where they've been able to process what the loss is going to look like before their significant other in a situation where they lose, you know, a person in their lives has, you know, passed away. And so that waiting time and that ability maybe to have some of the, the last words in, maybe a last conversation, maybe finishing something that they wanted to, to get done together, you know, that can really help with the transition of not having that person in your life anymore. And not only where, you know, we've had somebody pass away in a situation where for some of our students, who many of our students have lost their jobs during, during COVID, right? And so the concern for safety, like how am I going to pay next month's rent? How am I then going to support my family, my children? How am I going to, you know, support my parents? How am I going to assist again? They may be in a place of fear, of concern. There may be other students who have support, who, although it will be a difficult transition and it will be very hard and it's not where they want to stay, they may feel like they have the support system in their life at that point in time, where at least for the next month, they'll have wiggle room, right? Or there will be a resource there that they can tap into, right? As part of case management, one of the big um, resources that we provide to our students is the Good Samaritan Grant. That's an emergency grant that provides financial assist assistance to our students facing unforeseen situations. So something like that, you know, where a student didn't know that was even available to them, all of a sudden they learn they qualify, could truly provide them the, the support they need to get through that month, right? And then give them hope. And then so I think it's just going to be very unique and different um, for each student's experience. With all the complex emotions that people have with grief, many times we avoid conversations about it because of our own discomfort or fear of saying the wrong thing. What are some do's and don'ts and maybe even some phrases that might help us have these conversations? I really like this question. Thank you. You know, I think the biggest thing to know with grief and loss, grief and loss, it's, it's, it, it can be very intimidating, right? To not know, what am I going to say? What is the right thing to say? How do I even respond, right? And, and we kind of get so um, 
wrapped up in thinking I have to say the right thing. I have to respond in the right way in order for them to see how genuine I really am about their situation. You know, but I think the biggest thing, the biggest do would be is um, to just listen, to just be there and share space, you know? So a don't would be kind of while you're talking to somebody, uh, spend too much time in your own thoughts of, okay, I really need to make sure that I have the right word. I really need to make sure that I kind of can summarize what they've said and and do so in the in the perfect way, you know? I don't think there needs to be the perfect statement, the perfect word, because again, the person's loss, the person's grief does not depend or will it change based on something we say. So um, I think the biggest thing would be just to to be there. You know, it takes takes a lot. And I think sometimes that's that speaks more than any any other words, right? That you can connect on a, an emotional level and yes, validate their experiences, their loss, but more than anything, kind of be there and be willing to um, provide safety by hearing them out, um, by allowing them to express what they need to express at the point that they want to express it, right? Not pushing, rather allowing them to kind of lead with the conversation. Some of the phrases that I've used, and I, I think they're, they can be very helpful, kind of when, when you're responding to somebody and somebody may say something like, I should already be over this. Like, I don't know why it's been so hard for me. Like for others, you know, they, they don't dwell on this the way I have. I just, I need to move on. Right. So, so validating, you know, and kind of clarifying, you know, there is no timeline to grief and your grief journey is unique. Everybody's grief journey is unique. And so I think the biggest thing is just normalizing that their experience is going to be very different and that that's okay too. There's a lot of, you know, support that we find in that in, in, in short statements like that. What are some other resources available to support students in and out of the classroom who have experienced the law? Of course, we have counseling here at our health center, one-on-one. We have case management support. So for our students who may have lost something that gave them value, whether it's financially, whether it's housing, whether it's stability, right? I think sometimes it's good to have that consultation with the case manager that can extend other resources and forms of support. Off campus, there's a lot of resources. So for those students who specifically want to join a group, there's Heinz Hospice who each period, whether it's the fall or the spring, they also have groups, um, you know, that they offer to the community at, at very minimal cost. And there's also a grief share where you can find many um, kind of groups, many of them being run by uh, some churches or at least being held there. Currently, most of the, the groups being held virtually could also be an additional uh, resource for our students. And then Hospice Foundation for those who have lost a significant other or, you know, specifically have lost, lost a loved one, a friend. There's a lot of training there that you can access to continue to learn about uh, grief loss, but then there's also um, a lot of uh, a lot of information there that can be very helpful for those who really want to learn more about this specific topic. Could you talk a little bit more about how the meaningful conversations about grief group started and what students can expect? Absolutely. So with the meaningful conversations about grief, that one started. Um, so last semester in the fall, it was the first time that we offered it to our students. Um, 
the reason why that started is we saw that a lot of our students, of course, they've had to, they've faced a lot of changes, you know, sudden changes, many of them, many of them not really given the opportunity to choose otherwise. Um, and so I think the biggest thing was just for students to have a place where they can express what those changes meant to them, what that loss of their routine of, of what was their norm you know, how that continues to impact them and what it, you know, how it, how it impacted them. So the biggest thing was just to provide students that safe place where they can talk about that with other peers, right? Because ultimately we are reaching students here at Fresno State. Um, and sometimes hearing it from another student is, is more helpful than hearing it from a facilitator, right? What we saw last semester, we saw a lot of our students coming and many of them having specific a loss related to a losing a significant other. I think that was one of the biggest topics that was that were addressed during during our meetings. Um, many students who had you know maybe had secondary losses. So not so once this person you know passed away, um, how then that changed their role in the family. You know, whereas maybe they were a child at one point. You know, specifically. Um, there to support the parent. Now, this if the parent passed away, now all of a sudden they're assuming a greater role in providing for not only themselves, their family, their their siblings, right? What we do is we we talk about we talk about those those different scenarios. We talk about grief and loss. We talk about um, you know what it looks like, what those physiological symptoms are. We talk about how it impacts us as a student. We talk about coping tools and ways to work through that. And I think the biggest things is, well, those phrases that I talked about earlier commonly are used in the group, you know, so kind of validating that each journey and experience for each student is going to be very unique. Um, it's okay for them to be where they're at, feel what they're feeling. It's a place where they can share where they're at and what they're feeling. But the biggest thing is kind of building a community where it's safe and and they can share and, and um you know, bring up some of these discussions that otherwise they can't share with friends or family at that point in time. You mentioned counseling, especially in the immediate aftermath of a loss. Um, but what are some suggestions that you have in managing grief um, and loss more long term? I think it's going to take a lifestyle change. Um, not that things need to change, you know, not that, that the person, you know, that the student um, shouldn't feel what they feel. But I think in order to long-term plan with what you're feeling, what you're working through, it's going to be important to have a, a support system there that you can turn to on the long-term basis. So maybe there is a friend that you have that's aware of what you've experienced and has been there from the very beginning. Somebody who can you can talk to whenever, you know, when Sundays are harder than others and, and maybe you don't want to get out of bed or maybe you have been kind of falling behind on so, some of your assignments. Somebody you can, in a way, have there to root you on, have there to, you know, um, to hear you out. You know, navigating some of those, what your role is today based on that loss and, and how your circumstances have changed and identifying maybe some of those things in your life that might be helpful. You know, so if it is a financial situation, you know, losing your job, who can you be connected to to assist you in that journey, right? If, it, if it's hard to kind of do it on your own, maybe we know of resources on campus, off campus, supports um, that you can turn to at a time like that who can 
assist you even further, right? In ways that maybe you hadn't considered. And then on the long term, I think one of the the biggest things, that's why I said it's like a lifestyle lifestyle change in a way, is because it does take kind of consistency. It does take just one day at a time. You know, um, sometimes we we look at our situation today and we project, you know, am I going to continue to feel this intensity six months down the line, a year down the line? And if so, what's going to be of my life, right? Taking it one day at a time, establishing maybe some, some routine in your day, maybe establishing some, some rituals, some traditions, something that's going to help you find that meaning in honor of that loss whatever, you know, whatever it was and, and what it meant to you. And in a way where you can continue to feel connected to that. Asking for help might be hard, but I think that when we're talking about grief and loss, it can be even harder because of the fear we talked about earlier. What are some ways we can encourage others to seek support or find help, healthy coping skills? Some of our, our most immediate friends it becomes our largest support system, right? Our immediate family, um, those people that are around us already, those natural support systems. Um, and so maybe there's there's a friend who, you know, if they notice that their their friend who has lost, you know, someone, something so important to them, they start to um, to show some of these symptoms of of related to the grief and the loss, right? Where there's lack of motivation, maybe they're falling behind on assignments, maybe. They're staying indoors um, throughout their day, sleeping throughout their day. You know, sometimes we want to give this the, our friend that space, but there are other times where we may also encourage, hey, how about, how about we go out for a jog? How about we go out for a walk? How about we, we do this assignment together, right? And if we can't meet face-to-face, you know, then maybe we can um, do so through a Zoom meeting. Maybe a phone call if we can't use video, right? Um, or a text message. Something um, that will let your friend know that you are there. On a greater level, you know, here at school is continuing to remind our students that there are resources here to, to provide our students who maybe don't have somebody there to encourage them to, to, to talk, you know, that they can talk to. Letting them know that not only do we have counseling, not only do we have case management, there's a lot of like student involvement activities. There's a lot um, that's out there for our students um, to support them, you know, to give them, give them some of these tools. This is all great advice and great resources that we have for our students. I would like to thank you so much for being here to talk about this topic. I know I'll personally be checking out the Meaningful Connections About Grief group. To all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you join us every week as we continue conversations around health and wellness. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at FS Health Center, where we will share other ways for you to build a healthier you.